0: And that's the same with this podcast for me. At no point am I suggesting that this A to Z is exactly what I do day in, day out. But they are things that I strive for and they are all things that I've experienced the benefits of at some point along the way. Thank you for checking in at the desk. I'm Benson and I'll be your fitness concierge for today. Woo! Hello and welcome to the desk part three of our A to Z of a healthy lifestyle change. Hopefully you found the last part useful. Apologies for the slight delay in getting part three out there. I'm totally to blame for that. I had something new to do at the weekend and I totally misjudged it. And we can do that at times and that's fine because I've learned from it and next time hopefully it will be a smoother process and i was listening to a an audio book was it an audio book nope that's a lie i was listening to a guy promoting an audio book and what he was saying was that what he puts in the book is not suggesting that he lives and breathes exactly as he's suggesting people should what he's saying is is that is the standard that he strives for day to day And that's the same with this podcast for me. At no point am I suggesting that this A to Z is exactly what I do day in, day out. But they are things that I strive for and they are all things that I've experienced the benefits of at some point along the way. Most of which myself, but definitely working with clients as well. And this weekend, yeah, definitely got it wrong. It was my first assignment as a professional football scout. And I was tasked with going to watch a game and write a report on a particular team to provide back to a professional club that are playing said team tonight. So it was my first assignment, so I wanted to get it right. And I took everything I'd learned on my courses and I prepared for it, over-prepared probably, and totally overthought the process. And what that led to was an absolute mess of notes. God knows how many photos and videos that I took while I was at the game just no real system and then my sunday plan was to spend 2 hours in the morning preparing this report and sending it off and then having the rest of the day to do as i please take the dog for a walk go to the gym make some food chill out didn't happen spent 10 hours in total doing this bloody report but it was approved they were happy with it so job done and then i'll learn from my mistakes so the the point of that is I was totally overthinking everything, and I totally overcomplicated everything. And that takes us on to our first letter of today in our A to Z. So if you've missed part one and two, I suggest that you go back through. I've had feedback that it's very useful. It's not necessarily the answers to everyone's problems, but the idea of these podcasts is to provoke thought, and quite often we have the answers within ourselves anyway, and just being provoked with a bit of thought can, um, yeah get us moving forwards to wherever we're trying to get to. So if you want to hear what A through to N was, you need to listen to parts one and two. But we're starting on O today. And O is for overcomplicate. You can see the relevance of what I said earlier now. Don't overcomplicate simple things. It's really, really easy to do in the health, fitness and mental wellbeing world. I always refer to those three things, health, fitness and mental well-being. It's habit really because it's, a, it's the main focuses of the community interest company, the fitness garden, but it's a nice way to sort of break things up. But definitely health and fitness in the conventional sense is extremely overcomplicated in the media. It's extremely overcomplicated by health and fitness professionals, totally overcomplicated by health and fitness professionals, myself included in the past. And still now, if I let myself uh, creep back into old habits. And there's reasons for that. So as professionals, quite often, um, not just in fitness, in anything, there's a need to justify what you're charging people. And the health and fitness industry is is very common for that. People will overcomplicate something that is actually quite simple in order to justify what they're asking you to pay for their services. But it's not all the onus is on the professional because quite often, more often than not in fact, when someone's really, really in pain with trying to get a result and they're just not seeing a way through, when you come back to them with what is a very, very simple answer and a solution, they're kind of disappointed and they wanna hear something really, really complicated. But let's talk about fat loss as an example fat loss is quite a simple process excuse the noise that's my puppy creeping around under my feet but fat loss is quite a simple process you'll hear it quite a lot these days a calorie deficit which means trying to burn more energy throughout a day than you put in your body through food and drink and that will result in a reduction in body fat over time that's science now there's lots of different things that people will put in the way there to say well it doesn't work for me well there's always a solution and it does still come down pretty much all the time to a calorie deficit. It just means that if your metabolism slowed down due to a medical condition or medication that you take or, or whatever, whatever your contraindication could be, then the amount of calories in needs to be less um and you might actually burn less than somebody else your size height weight etc activity level so so there's always an answer and it isn't overly complicated but sometimes people want to hear a really complicated answer because that justifies the reason that they're not doing what they should be doing so that's twofold on overcomplicated. so one is be aware of health and fitness professionals giving you really complicated answers for things just to justify their services and then also don't overcomplicate things yourself just to justify that you don't want to do it. So in the first two parts of this podcast journey from an A to Z in a lifestyle transformation, we've covered set several parts, several letters we're talking back or le- leading back to taking accountability and being honest with yourself. And are you overcomplicating simple things just to give yourself a reason to not do it? And if you are, address it. So O, don't overcomplicate simple things. On to P. So P, I've got here, plan to fail. Now, people say the saying, um, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. I'm suggesting that you plan to fail. Now, what I mean by that is don't set out a plan step by step to cock it up, but plan that you are gonna fail. Have a plan to win, but also have a plan to fail. Call it a plan B, call it a backup plan, whatever you want to call it. The words can be your choice, but the the outcome is the same. You need to have something in place for when it doesn't go to plan. So by planning to fail, you're giving yourself a better chance of success. An example day to day in that, because we don't want to overcomplicate simple things. An example would be, I plan to go to the gym on Sunday. I didn't plan to fail because i honestly didn't think it was going to take me 10 hours to write a football report so i hadn't planned to fail on this occasion i will in future but because i didn't plan to fail i didn't have a plan b or a backup plan so i just didn't train on sunday and i didn't have food planned out So I just grabbed, I probably didn't eat enough to be honest during the day, but sometimes that can turn into eating too much crap, which takes your calorie count way over if you're trying to keep your body fat down. We've all been there, we all know the different things that can happen if we haven't got some sort of structure. And it doesn't mean going to a point where you're so rigid with your life that you're not enjoying life. It just means planning to fail. So if I'd put in place, you know what, if this takes a little bit longer, what I might do is book a backup space at the gym for later in the day. Or what I might do, this is exactly what happened, Mate, what, I, what I might do is check what time the gym actually closes in case I do have to go in the afternoon because by the time I did think about going in the afternoon, it was too late and the gym closed at four. So it gave me the perfect excuse to not go and lounge around. So, and I'm not gonna beat myself up about that, but it's a learning thing. So by planning to fail, you can prepare. If you plan to have something particular for dinner tonight, and then you get in and you realize you haven't taken something out of the fridge to defrost, or the freezer to defrost, I should say, then always have a different plan. So if I don't have that, can I have this? And it doesn't mean that you're gonna forget, you can't plan to forget, that doesn't really work. But you can plan to have something else if you're stuck in traffic, or something goes on with the kids or your family, or you get held up at work, or a friend in need calls you, whatever it is that comes up in your day, because life isn't linear, it goes up and down, If something comes up, what is your backup plan? Have something else, have a ready meal. The days of ready meals being like really, really bad are long gone guys. You can actually find some really good ready meals. They're not perfect. Nothing's gonna beat putting some real fresh food together and making a nice nutritious meal. But as a a backup plan, have a couple of meals in the freezer that you can just stick in the microwave. It's gonna be better than ordering a takeaway or picking up some crap. So, plan to fail. On to Q. Bear with me a moment. I'm getting my foot chewed now by this puppy, so I'm going to move him. One moment. Sorry about that. We have resolved it. Otis has been removed from the equation. Okay, we're on to Q. Q is for questions. Ask more of them. I, I go on about this quite a bit with people. We don't ask enough questions, especially when. It seems to be around health and fitness we're very quick to accept the first answer especially if it comes from someone that we think knows it all somebody can't give you the right answer for your problems if you give them limited information the amount of times over the years that i've had somebody find out what i do for a living and say to me it's normally back in the day when i used to be introduced to somebody so when I was a personal trainer full-time, someone would introduce me to one of their friends and say, oh, this is my mate Benson, he's a personal trainer. And within the next 10 minutes, you can guarantee, if this is out in a social situation or whatever, you can guarantee that they're gonna say, how do I lose the fat off the back of my arms? Or how do I get bigger chest? Or how do I get abs? And then they want you to come up with this answer, like literally within 30 seconds over a sort of flippant conversation. It doesn't work like that. If something is that important to you that you're, well, if you're listening to this, there's certain things that will be important to you. You wouldn't use your time otherwise to listen to podcasts about health, fitness, and mental wellbeing. But if something's as important to you as your health, fitness, and mental wellbeing, and you're sourcing answers for it, don't accept an answer that comes after you've just asked one simple question. Ask lots of questions. That's why That's why it costs money to have a health and fitness professional do a plan for you. An online plan is amazing if you've already got a bit of a clear know-how of how to add it into your life. If you don't know how to do it or you've failed in the past, having online pre-written plans or off-the-shelf type um, programs is not for you. You might have to actually invest some time. If you haven't got friends in your circle that are professional or knowledgeable in the same topic, you might have to invest some money into someone sitting with you or talking with you on Zoom these days, or whatever it is that they need to do, and go through the ins and outs of your lifestyle, and the ins and outs of why you haven't got there in previous attempts, and what injuries you've got, or what injuries you've had, or or what you've got coming up in the coming weeks and months that could be a barrier. Without this information, you're not gonna get anywhere near where you want to be. So therefore, you can't just pass that on to somebody else. You need to ask the questions. The same as you would if you're investing a lot of money or time into something else, you would ask lots of questions. The analogy I used with someone before who was um, a parent was if you're looking for a school for your child or a, a child mind or a nursery or anything like that. I mean, I was, I was bad enough when I was looking for someone to have um, Otis, oh, my puppy, for, for a day's daycare. You ask a lot of questions. You do some research. You ask around and see if this person's the best person for the job. You don't just go with the first person you see who says the right thing that you want to hear. And if you do, then don't expect it to last long. So, ask more questions. On R, we are talking role models. And when I say role models, I'm not talking about celebrities. I'm not talking about... Um, key people in history. I'm talking about real people that you know that you can have conversations with and they haven't got to be like right next to you all the time. It can just be somebody ideally that you can reach out to. And sometimes that's not possible, especially if you've got a small circle. So you can look from afar, but you have to bear in mind that you don't know much from afar. You've got a very limited amount of knowledge about the person. You're only gonna see the highlight reel, especially if you're looking through social media. So, Choose your your role models wisely. It's very, very important. Again, with health and fitness, it's so easy for people to look up to people that they know nothing about. All they've done is read a two-paragraph article in a in a tabloid newspaper or a magazine or on a, on a website or Twitter or Instagram or whatever, and they've seen somebody in the shape that they'd like to be in, and they've heard that that person's got circumstances that we we perceive to be difficult, and then we decide that they're a role model. There's 24 hours in a day, seven days in a week, 28 plus days in a month. How much do we really know about that person and how they've got to where they are? So please, please, please select your role models wisely. Don't pick role models based on their shape. Pick role models based on their journey to get to that shape. Or even better, just pick role models that are healthy and happy irrelevant of the shape and then find out how they got there. They may have also been striving for this perfect physique at some point, perfect in their eyes and then found that at some point two or three clothes sizes away from what they thought they wanted to be is where they actually found happiness and sustainability and balance and that is a lesson that I've seen people learn so many times over the years of working with people both one to one and in groups on their lifestyle transformations. And generally, people come to a lifestyle transformation wanting to change shape. That's the most common request. But it can often lead to people actually making some significant moves in other areas of their lives that leads them to being healthy and happy. I've seen so many people get to the shape that they want to be and be less happy than when they started. They'll be happy every time they look in the mirror, but unhappy for every other minute of the day because they've sacrificed so much, they feel like they're, they're missing out on all of the things that actually would make them happy and it's not a good place for them to be. So please, please, please be very wary of your role models, get close to them if you can, ask lots of questions, understand the similarities in how they've got to where they've got to and how you can see it being realistic for you and then talk about the differences between your life and theirs. And if you can't talk to them directly, Don't be afraid to drop people an inbox message. You'll be surprised how many people will answer back if you ask some genuine questions and you're not just sort of stalking. (laughs) Especially when I'm talking about people who are quite well known or have big followings on social media. I get lots of responses from people that in the past I probably wouldn't have bothered messaging. But I just ask some questions. And I think my questions are probably a bit more real life than some of the stuff they get normally. And I get a lot of responses from people that I might have previously thought are out of reach. So don't be afraid to do that. Network. That's important, okay? So, role models. Moving on to S. So S flows nicely on from what I was just saying there. S stands for stay connected. Now, early on in this uh, A to Z of lifestyle transformation, lifestyle change, we talked about who's in your circle. That was the C for anyone who's not listened to the first one. C was for circle, who's in your circle? Your immediate circle and your bigger circle. I'm not going to go over that one again go back to episode one to to hear the detail on that because it's useful detail but stay connected to those people once you've identified the right people to be in your circle for the long term not right now at this moment on this day unless you're in a crisis then it's important to have the right people there but if you're in a crisis you probably wouldn't be listening to this podcast right now but it's more about who's who should be there long term and staying connected with those people and please 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 prioritize it in your day or your week don't be one of these people and um, there's many of them over the years in my world There's, there's some in my world now that you don't hear from them you just you just don't and it's not that they want something but It's very, very obvious, especially when you're someone who's been in a sales background for a long time because you just learn to manipulate as a salesperson. But when people drop in a message out of the blue to ask how things are going or compliment you on something they've seen on social media to do with your work, and then straight away within two minutes or two sentences, they're asking for something, it kind of lacks sort of, I don't know, it's not genuine, is it? And um, that's fine. I mean, I, I like to think I always help people out and respond if I can because if you've got something you can help someone with, you should do that because it's good for you and it's good for them. But it's important to stay connected. So once you identify that circle, don't let it go weeks and months where you don't even just say hi. And just, stay, just communicate with each other because sometimes we just wait and we've got like those people where we think, oh, they're a good person to talk to when I'm feeling depressed. Or they're a good person to talk to if I'm having difficulty at work. they're a good person to talk to when i'm not quite getting the results i want with my training if they're a good person for anything in your life and they're in your circle just stay in touch with them anyway because then when it comes it might not it might actually delay you getting to a point where you need the help because you're just constantly in touch with positive people but it also means that people are going to be more inclined to sort of be there for you when you do need it and that works both ways all right so if you've got people plugging into you and draining your energy Look out for those people as well, but stay connected. Find the right people, stay connected. And that doesn't mean likes and comments on social media. I mean, pick up the phone, do a video call, sit down, have a coffee, whatever. And I'm one of the worst for it, okay? I'm absolutely terrible for it. I I just get on with life, do my own thing, and very rarely go out and do Sort of social get-togethers and stuff like that to connect with people so as I said at the beginning what I'm suggesting here doesn't necessarily mean that I, I'm the role model for it what it means is I've identified it's important I've seen it work for people I've seen some things work for myself and it's something to strive for in your own life and something that I'm going to strive for for myself so stay connected people we're on to tea so this is the last one I'm going to do for today's episode. T is for train. Now, athletes train, they don't exercise. You can say it's the same thing, but most of us, if we're looking to change shape, would like to look like an athlete of some sort. That tends to be how it goes. Athletes do something right, the good ones do, okay? So the, the description, the difference is, exercise is an activity requiring physical effort to sustain or improve health and fitness. So that's not a bad thing to focus on, exercise. So it requires physical effort, which is going to give you a a physiological result if you do it enough. And it's to sustain, so stay the same, or improve your health and fitness. But to train is to teach a particular skill or type of behavior through sustained practice and instruction. So it's teaching you a particular skill or a type of behavior through sustained practice and instruction. Think about that. If you're training lots and lots and lots and investing your time and energy into something, and you're not improving, in terms of your level of knowledge, it's a problem. You really should be getting to a point where you're empowered to make your own decisions around your training. No different to when you were learning to drive if you've chosen to take that path, if you've learnt to drive, at no point did you plan to have a driving instructor for the rest of your life your goal and most people are quite tenacious with it because they don't want to spend more money than they have to on this and they want to get out on the road because the the incentive of being out on the road is so attractive that we do whatever we're told and we learn and we take it in to a point that we can do it on our own that needs to be applied to your health and fitness transformation and mental health you you need to get to a point where you can make decisions on your own You need to get safe. You need to get to a point where you're safe to be on the road. If you use LinkedIn and you you found me or you might be with me already on LinkedIn, Benson James Mioba, M-I-Y-O-B-A. If you find me on LinkedIn, there's a blog that I wrote. I can't remember when I wrote it, but it was was around this analogy and I had some good feedback on it. So look out for that. I might put the link on the podcast if I can do that. I'm not sure if I can, but I might do. Um, But yeah, think of it like that. If you're learning to drive, even if you haven't learned to drive, you get the point, all right? You don't do it to do it forever. You do it to get to a point where you can do it on your own. And if at any point you want to become an advanced driver or you want to do it competitively, then you need to take some more lessons and you need to get a different type of coach. But treat your health and fitness like that. Get yourself to a point. So every time you have a workout, train yourself rather than just go through the motions and exercise. Learn about what you're doing. Get some help. Read up on it use some of the apps and and websites that are out there if you're not sure which ones to go to speak to me speak to someone else who understands the industry they'll point you in the right direction it doesn't have to cost you a penny it's just going to be an investment in time so train rather than exercise should be your focus if that's something you're looking to do more of if you're investing time and energy into exercise turn it into training actually learn something from the time you're investing so that you just get better and better There you go, that's trained. So we've moved through it. So we started with O, don't overcomplicate simple things. We moved on to P, plan to fail. Now I wasn't asking you to plan to cock everything up. I was asking you to just have that secondary plan. So your first plan is to achieve the result that you want. Your secondary plan is what's gonna happen if that doesn't go to plan. I'm gonna do this, all right? Q was for questions, ask more questions. Don't put the responsibility on someone else to ask you loads and loads of questions or understand you. You've got to ask them the questions. Okay, and if you don't know what questions to ask, say to them, what would you advise me? I don't know what questions to ask, but I want to have enough detail to get the result that I want. There's a lot going on in my life which has stopped me from doing it before. I'm just concerned that without someone understanding that, how can they direct me properly? Those sort of questions, it's a good starting point. Be confident with it. Role models. Find the right role models. Ask them questions as well, definitely. And stay connected to people in your circle. Role models if you can. Get a mentor if you can. It's even better. Um, But stay connected to people. And don't just connect to them when you need them. Stay connected throughout. And then the final one was T today, which was to train. Focus on training rather than just exercising. Nothing wrong with exercise, okay? I'm not saying it's a nasty word. I'm just asking you to just think about that next level. So exercise is just, couldn't be going through the motions. You don't necessarily focus on learning anything when you're doing it. Training would be doing your exercise, but can your techniques get better? Can you progress your techniques? Can you progress the way that you're training? Can you make it more efficient? If you're struggling for time, can you find a quicker way to train so that when you're next struggling for time, you've got that backup plan? All the things that you can do Try and level up on them. That's important, so train. 25 minutes again. We still haven't got under that 20 minute mark. So far, people seem happy with 25. So as long as we don't start creeping up to 30 plus, I think we're good. There will be some podcasts that are longer there when I'm gonna interview people who are giving up their time, some really interesting people, and for them to take time out of their day and just squeeze it into 20 minutes, I think would be an injustice to them and their story. So. I will make sure that it's clear on the titles so you know you're investing more time into that podcast. But some of the people we got lined up, it's very well worth listening to these guys. So thanks again. That's part three. It looks like, well, it is gonna be a four-parter for this A to Z. We're gonna go from U to Z on the next episode and I won't leave you waiting so long for that. Thanks guys. Over and out. Please support the YouTube channel, The Fitness Concierge. See you soon.